in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Rater Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us across all Android platforms. If you do subscribe and you like what you hear, please leave a review. Post that review to Apple Podcasts. In doing so, it makes the CEO Rater Podcast easier to find across the platforms. If you like the CEO Rater Podcast, you may want to check out our sister publication, techtoday.com. That's T E K 2 number two, day.com, where we cover much of the same subject matter, present it in sort of a, a, a different way. There's some overlap between the, the podcast and the newsletter, but it's much of the same subject matter. So technology, capital markets, entrepreneurship, corporate governance, M&A, all that good stuff. And at present, the Tech Today blog is, is free. By the turn of the, the year, it's going to be a premium newsletter. It will be the same format, same subject material. It's just that we're going to charge a nominal fee. And so I'll let you into my thought process since I'm the one who's setting pricing. It's going to be somewhere between 5 and 10 bucks a month. The idea is to make it broadly available to everybody. The idea is to make it pay for itself. But it's not something that's... I didn't want to set pricing such that it would only be available to institutional investors. The idea is to make it available to everybody. So keep an eye on that. Today, I want to talk about the AT&T Time Warner deal, which was announced last year, and how the Justice Department is pushing back on the deal, saying that it would be anti-competitive, that consumer prices will increase. I just don't buy it. These are the type of deals that are good deals. So you have AT&T and its core business is distribution, and you have Time Warner and its core business is content, and the marriage of the two makes a lot of sense. If you're AT&T, you've seen your business slow. And I'm talking specifically about subscriber growth. So the wireless business, the broadband business, that market is maturing. And when you're operating a business and you're experiencing slow growth or growth is flatlined or growth has gone negative, then you need to figure out a way to increase revenue per customer. So if you're AT&T and you're experiencing a slowdown in subscriber growth, it's sort of incumbent on you to figure out a way to increase revenue per subscriber. And the Time Warner deal is a great way to do that because now you could layer on premium content that people care about, that customers care about, and provide the customer one-stop shopping. And I'm sure AT&T will offer different permutations of this. You know, Certain product elements will be a la carte. Certain elements may be bundled together. And, and those bundles may, may vary depending on sort of the type of customers you are, the amount of content you, you purchase, the the number of uh, distribution products that you subscribe to, so on and so forth. So you'll see various permutations of this post-close, assuming the deal gets done. These types of acquisitions I generally favor because they're complementary. They help, in this case, if you're AT&T, they help return the company to sort of healthy top-line growth at an attractive margin. And as a result, they'll be able to invest in new products and services. So it's, it's not one where you have two companies in the same business, and, and let's say in the distribution business, let's say AT&T got together with Verizon. Now that's something to be concerned about. If you have two businesses in the distribution business and together they capture 70, 80% market share, now the government ought to be concerned because you could exert real pricing pressure on the customer base if you have that much control over the market in, in one area of the market, that area being distribution, obviously. But in this case, they are complementary assets. And if you're AT&T, post-deal, you start to gouge customers, 
Customers can walk. The content business isn't exactly one that's dealing from a position of strength, in case you haven't noticed. You've seen the proliferation of, of free content since YouTube in 05, 06. You've got pressure if you're a content business. You have pressure from social media. So you're competing for, for time with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so on and so forth. Right? And those things aren't mutually exclusive, remember. Just because somebody's using Instagram doesn't mean they're not watching television. They could have the TV on and now they, you know, they just have a second screen, a third screen, a fourth screen. So there's downward pressure on premium content in particular. So it's not as if Time Warner content, HBO, as an example, post-deal is going to see a 20% increase in pricing like for like. So I think, in short, it's a deal that ought to go through. There's not a valid reason to prevent AT&T from acquiring Time Warner. And it's been rumored that the government's caveat is, well, you've got to sell off CNN. How is that going to... It's just not logical to require as a stipulation, as a condition for closing the deal for CNN to have to be divested. It doesn't make sense. If you're AT&T, you ought to be thinking about other ways to increase revenue per subscriber. And it doesn't just have to be distribution, content, and related. For example, cybersecurity. You know, as, as, as homes continue to add devices, you know, most homes in mature markets and advanced countries have uh, you know, broadband access at this point. Now it's, you know, homes are just adding devices, more and more devices. So these homes are increasingly looking like small businesses. So cybersecurity is sort of a natural fit, in, in my view, for, for the home. You know, you've already acquiesced the set-top box game. If you remember the cable guys, and cable's been around since the early 70s, they acquiesced the set-top box game to the set-top box companies, who frankly didn't do much better because they treated the set-top boxes as, as a commodity. And, and you allowed uh, companies like Google to sell routers. I have one. I don't have Google Home with the AI. I have basically you know, the, the router, which is sort of the, the in-home device, X the AI. And Google's router, Google you know, is constantly updating the router with the latest security, whereas the commodity routers that your cable provider provides you with, you, you have to go out and get the, the security patches, whether you know that or not. They're not pushing them out. So that could have been a game that the cable providers could have owned. So the cable providers have been in the home for all these years, yet they've never done anything other than just sort of extend the pipe into the house, the dumb pipe. Well, now you have an opportunity to extend it to the home with with some intelligence by layering on a cybersecurity offering. And oh, by the way, you'd be a latecomer into the AI game, but that's not to say you shouldn't play there if you're AT&T or Verizon. Why can't you have an intelligent in-home device? Why does that game have to be entirely acquiesced to Google and Amazon? Siri's in a position of weakness. Cortana's in a position of weakness. And some of these guys are playing nice with each other to, to try to beat back Google. But if you're AT&T, Verizon, you ought to be in that game as well. So that's my takeaway on the AT&T Time Warner proposed merger, which is really an acquisition by AT&T of Time Warner. In the front part of the week, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll be able to, to, to read about it in more detail at techtoday.com. Be well, everyone. See you next time.